welcome to Startup ROI, where we explore global technology trends and how they manifest themselves in France. Whether you're an entrepreneur, investor, or tech enthusiast, I'm glad to have you here. Want to sponsor or collaborate on a piece? You can email me at bonjour at startup-roi.com. All right, let's get to it. Today's piece is called The French Shark Tank, Musings on Entrepreneurship in French Pop Culture. I've been back home in the U.S. for a while now. Lack of routine and persistent sibling dynamics have compounded to revive old habits, not least of which is TV dinners, a near-nightly occasion for my sister and I, for better or for worse. I'm sure any nutritionist or health expert will tell you that eating paired with screen time is bad news, but we save the highbrow series for committed, 100% focused binging hours. During a meal, we stick to a strict diet of light, highly watchable content. Our number one guilty pleasure as of late? Shark Tank. Going strong for over a decade, currently on season 13, The Tank gives a platform to budding entrepreneurs to pitch their ideas to a panel of sharks, i.e. successful entrepreneurs turned billionaires, angel investors. At the time, it must have been a novel concept, taking what took place in business schools each semester and producing it for public consumption. I always found it to be a uniquely American showcase of grit, cutthroat capitalism, and bravery via onstage vulnerability. Witnessing someone pitch their concept in front of wealthy, might I add, culturally revered business people that can make or break you is captivating and at times cringeworthy. Nevertheless, I can't seem to look away. My US-centric bias assumed Shark Tank was an American innovation. Turns out the original inspiration was Japan, under the name Money Tigers. I should have guessed, all amazing reality TV originates in Japan. Later, Dragon's Den emerged in the UK and Canada, and eventually some version of it hit television screens in countries all over the world. It wasn't until 2020, however, that France got into the game, perhaps not surprisingly, considering the entrepreneurial spirit wasn't quite on fire in the early 2010s. In typical French fashion, they've taken the fun out of the show's name, opting for the blasé, utilitarian, qui veut être mon associé. It translates to who wants to be my business partner or associate. A little too on the nose, if you ask me. So today, I wanted to explore what constitutes a French shark, the entrepreneurial ideas coming out of France beneath the radar of French tech, and what it might say about progress for startup culture in France. After all, it was renewed for a second season this month, so somebody must be watching. Bebe Sharks. In the U.S. version, there's a range of sharks, typically with varying backgrounds, specialization, or predilection for risk. For example, Mark Cuban is known for tech, media, and sports. He launched a media empire from his college dorm room and currently owns the Dallas Mavericks NBA team. If I haven't mentioned before, we're basically friends. I'm just kidding, but take a look at my Twitter thread uh, about the time I met him on the beach in Miami. Damon John is the CEO of FUBU and tends to have an upper hand on fashion investments. Lori Grenier, a.k.a. the Queen of QVC, mints millionaires with her eye for consumer goods. And Mr. Wonderful trades aggressive equity stakes for specious royalty deals. You get the gist. All right, here is the A-list of associates, they really needed to catch your name, in France, that host the panel for the show. 
Mark Simoncini. I referred to him as the zaddy of VC in this article on mobility tech, where I outlined his involvement in Angelbike. He was an early tech entrepreneur who evidently made his money from online dating. Mitik, a service that started in 2001, was acquired by Match Group in 2013. His net worth is estimated at around 360 million euro, and he is the 243rd richest person in France. Catherine Barba. Internet entrepreneur with a focus in digital retail, she started and sold two companies, Cashdoor and Millennia, the latter is a consulting firm that she started, and was a managing director at iFrance when it sold to Vivendi. She's a big supporter of the Women in Tech initiatives, and currently she lives in New York City, and her husband is the co-founder of Believe Digital, a big music tech company that I've written about previously. Frédéric Mazella, co-founder of French tech darling and unicorn startup BlaBlaCar, He's a low-key genius, according to his Wikipedia, with degrees from École Normale Supérieure in Physics and a Master's in Computer Science from Stanford. Delphine André. Delphine inherited the GCA group from her father in 1991 when he passed away. She was just 25 years old. It's a transport and logistics company moving products ranging from food, cars, and dangerous materials, whatever that means. She surpassed expectations as a young leader and steered the business with poise. Today, they make 1.3 billion euro in revenue annually, operate in 15 countries, and have nearly 10,000 employees on the payroll. Mark Van Hove. This is France, so of course there's a gastronomic entrepreneur, or restaurateur, on the panel. As a chef from Bordeaux, he held several positions in the restaurant industry, and eventually he built and franchised Bistro Région, which is essentially a fast, casual French cuisine spot offering quality food at reasonable prices. There are 130 locations across France, and they are partners with Girondin de Bordeaux, the Ligue 1 football club. Eric Larchevêque. In the 2020s, you know there's going to be a crypto shark, <clears throat> associate, in the mix. Eric is the co-founder of Ledger, the crypto storage cold wallet company. Their latest Series C round of $380 million values them at over $1.5 billion. His net worth is estimated at 300 million euro, and he's the 343rd richest person in France. All right, that's all the cast for season one. Some more characters are coming in the, into the fold for the second season, but you'll just have to watch for yourself. I'm seeking X euro for Y percent of my business. If you're unfamiliar with the premise, entrepreneurs give an elevator pitch and typically close with an ask. Some capital in exchange for some equity. Pretty standard but on-the-spot negotiations crank up the tension and keep things interesting. I looked through every pitch on season one. There are six episodes and seven pitches per, which adds up to 42 startup ideas. I selected and categorized a few of my favorites for merit and entertainment value. The categories are on-brand for EU trends, hashtag French AF, and C'est quoi ça, also known as WTF. Let's start with on-brand for startup tech trends. I've talked at length about my bullish perspective on French tech and the EU tech ecosystem more broadly in previous pieces. If you follow along, you'll know that values around tech for good, environmental and social impact, responsible investing, the circular economy, and health and wellness are front and center. Among the pitches was a 10-second toothbrush, performance face masks for air pollution, and they launched pre-COVID, by the way, and ecological solar-powered devices for the outdoorsy, lighters, ovens, barbecues, but here are my top choices. La vie est belt. 
repurposes rubber bike tires and upcycles them into high fashion accessories. They secured a 60K investment across three investors from, for 9% of the business. Embale Verte is a reusable wrapper for food storage made of beeswax. No single-use plastic in my kitchen. They traded 50K for 20% equity stake. Urban Circus makes high-visibility technical wear for commuters, but make it fashion. Cycling is revolutionizing the commute in major urban areas, and they plan to fit every rider. They took 500,000 euro for 20%. Unsurprisingly, Mark Simoncini was part of the deal due to clear synergies with Angel Bike. All right, moving on to the second category, hashtag French AF. Now, these companies have a je ne sais quoi that can only be described as French as fuck. You know it when you see it. A laundromat cafe hybrid, snail slime cosmetics, escargot anyone? Urban insect farm specializing in molitor pastries and hamburgers? Or should I say hamburger? Reminds me of someone else. Take a look at some of my older articles to find out. Here are a few of my fave Frenchies. La Boulisterie is a mobile pétanque, also known as bocce ball court for events, with a direct-to-consumer mini court for purchase online. Culturally, this is very on point. Come to France in the summer, and those metal balls will be flying. Be careful. Throwers tend to have a cold pastis in hand. I don't know how they didn't secure capital, but I'm confident they'll bootstrap just fine. La Belle Bousse translates to the beautiful manure, is a cute, direct-to-consumer, natural fertilizer for houseplants, bringing a little country into urban centers. God knows how many houseplants us millennials have collectively killed. They gave up 33% for 50K. Noah makes a variety of Asian-inspired sauces to spice, your, spice up your home-cooked meals. Now, this may not sound unique, but in France, the, quote, exotic isle at Monoprix, their words, not mine, isn't all that exotic. Sometimes savory just doesn't cut it. I need spice. It's also a nice touch that it has an immigrant backstory, which doesn't tend to get the spotlight in France. They scored 80K for 20% from Marc Van Hove, the chef shark. Moving on to our last category, sequessa, or what the fuck. The producers on these shows know there have to be a couple of duds for both drama and comic relief. The show can be intense. I'll preface by saying none of them got funding, but here are my top WTF picks. Fishfriender is a social app for fishermen? The question mark is intentional. There's some environmental preservation aspect, but mostly it looks like dudes holding up fish in their profile pics. I shouldn't judge. Farmers Only seems to have found a sweet spot. Rustique is an immersive medieval role-playing experience. Sounds a bit like Dungeons and Dragons meets LARPing in rural France. I could see a market for it, but their pitch imputed a 20 million euro valuation. A little steep, if you ask me. And lastly, Le Petit Sniff offers an olfactory training kit, but their value proposition seems to send mixed signals. Think of it like a vape, except for your health, and it's portable, and it smells good. I think the idea is to offer some sort of anxiety reduction for highly sensitive individuals. I think I saw a testimonial around someone's child with autism. But the overall health benefits outside of that select group aren't all that clear. Just watch their YouTube ad. It's a bunch of people kind of wandering around and sniffing out of their little canister without much of an explanation as to what it does or why. I highly recommend the YouTube video. You've got a deal. Look, there's only so much you can take away from a reality show, but I like to think there are some hidden conclusions to support my overall enthusiasm about the French tech ecosystem. One, 
In a country where entrepreneurship and wealth tends to be demonized, there is a national television program promoting both and inspiring a young generation to invent, innovate, and build. Two, the cultural stigma surrounding failure and its resulting fear would make a pitch like this mortifying for most. It's good to see there's progress on this front because as we know, the vast majority of startups are doomed to fail. That doesn't mean you shouldn't give it a shot. And three, the fact that France has adopted this type of programming in 2020 is a testament to the startup environment itself. They have the old guard willing to angel invest in young companies and the entrepreneurs willing to put their neck on the line to raise funds. France is far from the backwater it once was for tech and entrepreneurship. Seriously though, they have to upgrade that name. Here's my short list. Take what you'd like. Instead of Shark Tank, the American name, and instead of Qui veut être mon associé, the fairly pitiful French name, I'm offering up these three. Muette de loup, Wolfpack, Ruche de guêpe, Hornet Hive, or Repère de Vipère, Den of Vipers. I don't know. This is just a quick brainstorm. I'd love to hear your feedback if you have any good ideas. And uh, by the way, highly recommend taking a look at some of the YouTube clips. It's pretty entertaining, even if you don't speak French. Thanks for indulging me on this one. I hope you had fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week.